I realized after a while that just chasing the money isn't really going to get uh, isn't going to get you longevity and get you real success. You no, might thanks. find some money here and there, but I realized I had to start working on myself and, and really create like a version of me where I could offer value and provide tremendous value, and then the money will follow. No facts. Yeah, so that, you said pyramid scheme. Yeah, bro. I'll type it. <laughs> what the name of this f-ing show? I talk great. I talk great. Are you a business owner, entrepreneur, entertainer, and you got a story to tell? You want to get your brand out there to the world? Well, you reach the right place. Let's set up an exclusive interview between me and you. I talk great, and we're going to go ahead and get your brand out there to the world. But here's what you do. Go ahead and send me an email with the words gray at italkgraymedia at gmail.com. See you soon. Y'all already know what it is. It's Mr. Woods with the I Talk Gray podcast where we talk about the gray areas of business because it's never just black and white. I got a heavy hitter in the building. What's going on, brother? The famous Canadian YouTube star, Trey Russ. What's going on? Yes, sir. I'm happy to be here, bro. Appreciate the invite. Yes, of course, man. Had to get you out here. Absolutely. Yo, before I get started, I just want to let everybody know, if you like everything that I've been doing, you like my content, everything that I've been sharing on the guest on the show, go ahead and click that button below. Go ahead and click that button below. Subscribe, tell a friend, tell a friend. Before I get started, man, you know, people always talk about your credit score, right? Mm -hmm. But I want to talk about your credibility score. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? That's even more important. No, facts. I appreciate you coming out. On such a short notice, you know what I'm saying? I seen your channel. I seen you doing major things, bro. I just want to say I appreciate everything. You know what I mean? 100%, bro. You're doing your thing as well. You know, I like to support people that are grinding and uh, you local as well. So let's run it, bro. Happy to be here. Facts. I appreciate that, bro. But I seen you. You from Canada. Yeah, I've been on here three years. But yeah, I'm from Toronto. Okay, okay. So you there with Drizzy? Uh, yeah, like I know a lot of his people and stuff, but not directly. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So what brought you out here? Like, give us the story, like, before you were the famous YouTuber. Oh, man. Depends how far you want to go back. Um, yeah, we want to go way back. Way back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start from the beginning. For, like, from the beginning, beginning? How much time we got? We, we got some time. <laughs> um, so growing up, I was, like, a basketball player, bro. I had, like, NBA aspirations. Um, eventually, I was good. I was pretty good. I got, like, an uh, NCAA scholarship. What? You was nice? I was nice, but I didn't end up even going to the college. You know, I didn't up, end up going... Um, I think I real I was going through a lot of personal stuff and I realized that I uh-huh. probably wasn't going to make the NBA. I was good, but I wasn't that good. Okay. So I was like, let me, let me, before I go too far down this road and I'm probably not going to make it anyways, mm-hmm. let me see what else is out there. So really from there, I just started doing everything that would make money. Like literally everything from pyramid schemes to, you know, office jobs to going door to door, like whatever it took, I was always trying to find a way to get a bag. Okay. But um, real talk, I realized after a while that just chasing the money isn't really going to get uh, isn't going to get you longevity and get you real success. You no, might thanks. find some money here and there, but I realized I had to start working on myself and, and really create like a version of me where I could offer value and provide tremendous value, and then the money will follow. No facts. Yeah, so you that, said pyramid scheme. Yeah, bro. I'll type it. <laughs> I mean, at the time, it just seemed like a good opportunity. I didn't really know yeah, what I was yeah. getting into. Um, I don't really want to like call them out, but you know, nah, like, facts. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 bro. The, the word fraud and scheme is going around a lot lately. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A lot of these so-called coaches and things of that nature. So yeah. as soon as you said that, you know, it, it definitely kind of hit. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about like the big organizations where you know you get involved, you're selling the product, and then you bring all your friends under you. They're selling the product. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, at least that's what we call it in Toronto. Yeah, 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 yeah. Schemes, yeah. 
Okay, so since you've been out here, like, how's it been? Bro, it's life changing. I'll never go back. Right. Nah. <laughs> and I'm I'm proud to be Canadian. Don't get me, don't get it wrong. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, real talk. Like seasonal depression is a bigger thing than people realize. Mm. So like we had beautiful months, uh, beautiful weather, three four months out of the year. But Dang. the rest of the year, you might not see the sun for a month at a time, or you know you don't really want to go outside. You don't want to socialize. No, facts. Therefore, business is affected. Networking, and um, it really hits you. And on top of that, even bigger than that, I felt like um, you know, individually, business wise, and as a family, we kind of hit a ceiling in Toronto. Mm. Uh, whether it be like just the culture, the city, or like the population, there's a lot of factors. When we came out here, we realized we could really scale everything to another level. No, facts. But you don't let me finish my story, though, bro. We got nah, in, go ahead, go yeah. ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So we got into the point where like I started just working on myself, like maybe early 20s. I started realizing for me, I got to take a break from just finding the next quick money, whatever it is. Yeah. And I got to work on myself. So I started this journey of personal development. I kind of became obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And it started with like reading and then implementing different things from different books in terms of like what I could do to to find myself, to develop confidence, to overcome certain things. Yeah. And that really was like a, a long stage of my life. A couple of years where that's really was my main focus. Wasn't even worried about how I'm going to make money. Uh, you know, I was just working jobs to pay the bills. Yeah. And then from there, I got the confidence up to go after my passion. And my passion, I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be an entertainer. Okay. And, you know, as long as I was like, any job that aligned with that, as long as my own boss and I was in the entertainment field, I knew that would be good. So I thought acting was it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I started pursuing acting. I was going to casting calls early on. And then my wife, actually, I got to shout out my wife because she was the one who said, why don't you film on YouTube and get the behind the scenes of everything you're doing pursuing this acting career? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so eventually. Shout out to the wifey. Shout out to the wifey because, you know, who knows what would have happened if she didn't convince me. Facts. I said no like five, six, seven times, bro. She kept saying I was like, nah, I want to do acting. I want to do acting. But eventually um, I realized that, you know, I I can't be so close-minded. You know, let's at least try it. I'm still going to do what I'm doing, so I'm not quitting the acting. But let me at least have an open mind to what additional opportunities this could bring. Yeah. Bro, like, I would say two weeks in. I was like, this is it. Because I fell in love even before we had any success. It took months before, you know, shit popped off. Mm -hmm. But I fell in love with the fact that, bro, it was unlimited. It's like we could sit there and record content all day and we we didn't have to go to cast. I didn't have to go to casting calls and see, did I get the job? Yeah. It was like, no, I control this fully. And then I realized there's no ceiling whatsoever. It's literally, you know, someone like me who I've become very obsessive. I have like addictive personality. Mm -hmm. So when when I got addicted to being productive on YouTube, Bro, the sky's the limit. I could do whatever I wanted. It was in my control. It was only up from there. Right. And then from there, bro, it's like full circle, you know, when it started popping off that I'm actually still living my dream. I'm entertaining. I'm acting, but in my own videos. Yeah, no, facts, facts, facts. Okay, no. I like that. But with the acting, right, what kind of role did you see yourself in? Because were you always swole on this kind of Thor type, you know what I'm saying, tip? Or? It's funny because you know the answer to that. We were just talking about that. <laughs> now nah, you can look it up. Right? I don't I don't hide from, uh, you know, my transformation. I'm very proud of it. No, I was okay. super skinny. I always kind of had the frame. Like, I always had the shoulders. All, like, the men in my family are, are have, like, broad shoulders. Yeah. But I was super, super skinny. I was actually bigger in high school because I, I was balling. So I was weightlifting and stuff. Yeah. But then after high school, I just completely stopped cold turkey. I wasn't that healthy. Um, and I was super, super skinny. And then I really, over the last like three years, I just became like, again, that's, I keep saying the same word obsessed. I'm just obsessed with that. Mm-hmm. Pushing myself to like pass the limits physically. Yeah. I just find it like it transcends into everything I do. Okay. So when I crush that, that early morning workout, the rest of the day is going to be a win. That momentum just carries me through the day. No facts. Yeah. If you could play a role though, what kind of role would you see yourself playing? Oh man, like Fast and the Furious, like one of the villains or something, something okay, like that. Okay. Yeah, action, hundred percent. Okay, okay, facts, yeah. facts, facts. So, 
lead us down. Like what made you say, I want to put my family in this business? Uh, it was never like, it was, it was never the mentality of like, that's the MO from the beginning. It kind of mm-hmm. just slowly became a family business. Okay. When we started at first, it was just going to be me. Wifey didn't even want to be in it. Um, we only had two kids at the time. They were young. And uh, really it was, again, me going to uh, show the behind the scenes of me pursuing other stuff. Okay? Yeah. But then we really just started having fun with it. Like a few weeks in, you know, people were requesting, they had seen Keish or whatever and the kids and like a few of the vlogs. Mm-hmm. People were asking for more uh, family content in the, in the uh, comments. Yeah. And then we just slowly progressed. I think the biggest thing was though, we started having fun on camera. Like we, yeah, we were working hard. We always been busting ass since we started, but we were having fun. So the kids started to slowly correlate us recording on YouTube as a fun experience. Uh, it was like, okay, we're doing fun challenges where they get to try snacks or they get to okay. act silly or we're going, we're reinvesting the money we make and going on trips. Um, so we've always been, always been creative with like the content we do and make sure it's fun. Therefore, you know, they don't feel like they're working because we would never want to push that mentality on them. Like, like they weren't. Yeah. You know, we, we were instilling work ethic, but at the same time, they're still kids. No, so we got to have that, that balance. Okay. No, I definitely get that. Cause you know, you have a lot of parents out here that no, I don't want to, you know, subject my kids to the social media because mm-hmm. seeing how social media is so like addictive, yeah. how do you balance that with their schoolwork and things like that? Well, I mean, it, like recording and whatnot is totally different than mm-hmm. scrolling on the phone. Yeah. Like where number one is like the the values that we instill, they also are very relevant in our videos. Mm-hmm. So we're not record, recording no bullshit. It's like we're, we're yeah. recording things that are positive. We're giving people entertainment, yes, but it's like we're conscious of the content we're putting out. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, like I agree, like sitting there scrolling on the phone all day, that's toxic. It's crazy, but, bro. Right, but the work side of it is totally different. Like we're doing yeah. it as a family. We're bonding, we're having fun. And at the same time, like I said, instilling that work ethic in them yeah. where we're like, all right, you, you want this, whatever it is. Like my son's obsessed with dirt bikes and stuff. He's like, he wants this new bike. I'm like, all right, let's work for it. Mm-hmm. You can get it. And, and that same quality is going to, it's going to translate when he's older. He's going to know things don't come for free. Yeah. We had big it facts. nice because we worked for it. And I yeah. can continue to do that as an adult now. No, big facts. Yeah. I think that's so important now with these kids, because I think some parents, you know, coming up in the generations, they just give their kids anything. Right. You know, so do you show them the back end of the scenes, you know what I'm saying? Like the work that it takes into uploading the videos, the business side of it. Oh, bro, there's no hiding that from them because they see us 24-7. Like yeah. we're at home. The beauty of the business is we are at home with them all the time, but we're still working 24-7. Like mm-hmm. YouTube is one of those grinds where you, as the viewer, as the consumer, you only see the finished product. Mm-hmm. But at, you know, because you're in the same industry, podcasting the same shit. It's like oh, there's facts. so much behind the scenes that goes into it. Yeah. And to answer your question, they're just naturally exposed to that. They see us on the laptop, the phone calls, the meetings, the planning. Uh, you know, get, dealing with the actors, they see all of that. So they yeah, know what yeah. it is. No, that's awesome, bro. Because I tell sure. a lot of parents out here, like explaining things to their kids, you know, is so important. Because just giving it to them, they may not understand the value. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like my daughter, she gets into, um, she got into videography. So I was like, man, you might have to buy your own camera. Yeah. Of course, she didn't want to do that. So I gave her a camera. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't treating it the same way, you know, as if she would have bought it. And I told her, I said, see, so if you would have bought that, you would have handled it a little bit different. I was looking at one of your videos, man, and your son couldn't name one of Tupac songs. So what kind of, like, music <laughs> do you got them listening to? I mean, we don't, we don't really control it, bro. We let them have, as long as they're showing signs that they can be respectful regardless yeah. and, and and be mature enough to know like what to say and what not to say uh, mm-hmm. in certain areas, certain places and whatnot. Yeah. We, we, we trust them to listen to whatever they want. Really? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
That's, that's always been my mentality, bro. I'm actually big on this as a father. It's like, mm -hmm. let them, I, I feel like if you're too strict and you try to block, you know, all these different things from them having access to, yeah, they will inevitably do it behind your back. That, okay. That's the way I was. And I feel like that's, that's just how it is. Yeah. So rather than, rather than try to stop them from, you know, experiencing and seeing and listening to all these things, give them that leeway and then judge how they're reacting to it. How, you know, what's their maturity level? Are they, are they taking that information or that music or whatever it is? And are they abusing it and starting to, for example, go swear at school or something? Okay. You got to address it and, mm -hmm. you know, definitely deal with it. Mm -hmm. But if they're, if they're able to be mature enough to, to know how to act and how to move with that, then I feel that's a better way to, to parent in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. So do you believe in like ass whoopings? Ah, oh, man. We, How does it's that 2024, work? bro. We got to be careful what we I say. Know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're so right about that. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. I mean, I think I think time's changing. and you got you to adapt with it. You got to change with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. No, no, no. Yeah. I agree with you because yeah. back in the day, you know, it, it didn't seem bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you got some parents that like, man, I, I believe in the ass whooping and da-da-da-da-da, but now right. it seemed wrong. Yeah. It, but again, time's changed, bro. And it's like, yeah. you got to... As a parent, you got to adjust, and really, it's like I think what people realized is that um, you know our kids. Even though you you think that something doesn't affect them in the moment, you're teaching them something positive in the moment. It's like subconsciously, I don't think that parents realize maybe back in the day the effect they're having on them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Now, sometimes is is it necessary? I mean, bro, it, it is what it is. Like some, it depends how severe that the issue is. I no guess facts. right, but yeah. So your level of parenting. What kind of uh, parent style did your parents have with you? My parents were um, very, very supportive. They, uh, mm -hmm. the, I would say the, the biggest, I mean, I can credit them in so many ways. They're amazing. But really the biggest thing is that they just supported my dreams, man. Yeah. Like they, they really, and, and I didn't have that much confidence until I went through that personal development stage that I was telling you about. Mm -hmm. But I think, again, subconsciously, they kind of instilled this belief system in me where it's like I can go after anything I want. And it took a while for me to like really double down on that and then put in the work to, to create that system where it actually works. But bro, whether it was basketball, whether it was acting, whether it was YouTube or these other, all those other crazy things like the pyramid schemes, they would just support me no matter what. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I think that really had an effect on me for sure. Okay. No, that's awesome, bro. Yeah. I think that's a good thing too. You know, we try to like shield our kids from things, but not realizing like struggles and obstacles is what builds character. Right. You know what I'm saying? So as far as your brand, right. Mm -hmm. How would you go about telling somebody that you're coaching, right? Because I see that you're getting into coaching or, or you're into coaching. I'm in it now. Full up. Okay. Yeah. How would you go about teaching someone how to build content consistency? How to be consistent with content creation? Yeah. Really, I'll just talk to them about trying to, trying to identify within them how serious they are about it. Mm -hmm. Because I always say, that, like, no matter what, at the end of the day, no matter if you have me as a coach or someone else as a coach or you, you don't, regardless how bad do you want it? Are you obsessed with it? Because if you're truly obsessed with it, which is in my opinion, what it takes to really become uh, in, in such a congested, saturated industry, right? Everyone wants to be a content creator. No facts. Really what's going to uh, give you that competitive advantage is you have to be fucking obsessed, full out obsessed. Facts. Then of course, like working with a coach or just being obsessed with, with getting the information online, these things will help create that or, uh, you know, gap some of that bridge mm -hmm. and make it a quicker learning curve. But really comes down, if, if you're not consistent, how serious are you? Because when we started, I'll tell you this. My wife and I both have full-time jobs. And the times that we were off were totally different. I had night shift. She had morning shift. I worked weekends. She didn't. Yeah. We still got it done, bro. We still recorded every single day, whether it be we're linking up on, like, 
the 30 minutes that we have free on our lunch breaks, mm -hmm. before work, after work, like we're getting it done regardless. So you hear all the excuses about, oh, my schedule, I got kids, this and that. No, whatever these excuses are, that should be the reason you're going extra hard and making it happen regardless. Big facts. So if you're not consistent, you don't want it that bad. No, nah, big facts. I tell people that all the time, man. Like, yo, you got to go hard in the paint. That's it. So what about delivery? Do you, do you feel like you have to like switch up your delivery depending on the client who you're dealing with or you just straight raw and you're hundred percent authentic self? Uh, I would say both, bro. I'm, I'm always my authentic self, hundred percent. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you want to be able to, to get through to people. And, yeah. and so therefore like not one, one shoe fits all. So, you know, depending on if I'm speaking with someone, let's say like in their sixties and they want to have like a cooking channel or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be different than I'm talking to someone my age mm -hmm. and I got to help them with like the. The motivational side you know what i mean no, so thanks. really i kind of i kind of go through on an individual client by client basis and kind of address wh what's gonna give me the best outcome or help give them the best outcome okay now i feel you yeah so what do you think about when it comes to working with the willing versus having to pull and tug and noise that yo man you didn't post man i told i told you to do this and blah 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 blah. bro th there's no there's no like babysitting if I understand you correctly, you're saying like someone who just doesn't take the, the advice and they're just yeah no no coaching coaching is not about that in my opinion. If you're doing that, you're not creating a sustainable system for them. Okay, it's not no hand holding, it's not babysitting, it's giving them the blueprint, showing them what works, but then it's on them. And I'll continue to be there for the support that I promise, but the support is never hand holding, no, because then once you know at some point in time, it, for whatever reason, when they have to do it on their own. If, if they are so used to that, the only way they function is with someone telling them every step of the way and giving yeah. them that every day. No. Yeah. You got it. You got to create a system for the client that has sustainability. Okay. No. Yeah. I dig that. So you said systems, right? Mm -hmm. What kind of systems do you have in place to ensure success? Really, bro. I've been doing this for eight and a half years. Okay. So to me, it's second nature. Mm -hmm. uh, really, it's, it's analyzing what is their goal? What do they want to do? And then, and then pair that with what's what's the best fit. Be realistic, because if like you you can't look at someone's goal and, and shoot it down ever. I'm you know I'm super against that, right? Mm -hmm. Someone's goal like that's their passion. You gotta help them with it. Yeah. At the same time, you gotta you gotta have a balance and like show them something that's realistic for them. Yeah. So uh, to answer your question, case by case basis, bro. And then really, it's like I, I take all the knowledge that I've accumulated over the last eight years. Mm -hmm. You know, I say this how many times throughout the podcast already. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. So really, bro, it's like, you know, you can use chat GPT. You can use whatever you can find online. But it's a different, to me, a different type of knowledge when it's firsthand experience, firsthand human experience, where it's years and years and years of countless hours and really going through the trials and tribulation of what works and what doesn't. Yeah. And we've always been obsessed with that and, and, and adapted and made all these changes in our business. So now when I look at someone else trying to do it, I can instantly kind of point out, all right, if they just change these five things, mm -hmm. I guarantee it's going to be like a way quicker process, 100%. I, you know, so it's just, it's yeah. really that experience, bro. Okay, so does the coach have a coach? Nah. No? Nah. Okay, nah, you got no Phil Jackson? No, nah, I, I don't. I, I'll tell you, uh, the guy who inspired me to be a coach is yeah. uh, Wes Watson. Okay. Yeah, that's my dog. Yeah. Um, yeah. He be going in. Yeah, he be going in. Like, we were just showing each other love on social media, and then I told him, y'all, I think I want to do what you do, bro. I have a lot of credibility. I've been doing this for so long. Yeah. And then he gave me the blueprint. So I shout him out for inspiring me to be a coach. But in terms of me having a coach on YouTube or, you know, the stuff that I do on social media, nah, it's all just my experience. Okay. Yeah. No, I feel like experience 
is the best teacher, but then also, you know, if you're trying to, because I look at it like success, like speed, you know what I'm saying? So how do you look at innovation when it's time for you to go to the next level? Do you, do you feel like, okay, I have to get in contact with somebody else, a mentor or something like that, or you're just constantly reading or just learning and grinding on your own? Uh, on my, on a personal level, I would just go and, and start searching, meditating, looking online and really just, uh, adapting in any way possible. And I'll tell you a, a story, bro. Okay. Um, it was our honeymoon, our wife and I's honeymoon in, uh, 2017. We're in the Maldives and we woke up on that, I think third or fourth day and our main channel, our biggest channel, our main source of income was completely demonetized the entire channel. What? Yeah. So imagine waking up on your honeymoon, your main source of income is gone and it looked like it was going to be gone forever. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because it circles back to the innovation. So the reason, like long story short, what had happened is that policies and things that were okay the day before, all of a sudden YouTube had, they got a lawsuit, whatever. And all of a sudden uh, these, whatever type of content was no longer acceptable. Mm. And so we lost our channel, but Basically, the moral of the story is, like, instead of, like, sitting there and just complaining and crying about it and, and just, like, you know, going down this negative spiral. Yeah. We, number one, we, we had the mindset, we're going to get it back. We fought for it. In, like, three months, we got it back. But then, really, the innovative part is that I looked at it like, you know what? I'm a strong believer. Everything happens for a reason. Okay. So, what, what possible good could come out of this? And it made me realize I got to diversify. I got to create other businesses. I need other streams of income. As great as what I do is, Facts. while it's going good, I got to create other streams. I got to be smart about it. And that really is what started, uh, that initiated like our real estate career. It initiated, you know, the ideas that are now coming to fruition with some of the personal businesses I have. Um, so I'm a big believer in that. Things happen for you, not to you. No, big facts, bro. And that's a mindset thing. So did you, did you learn that through reading? What kind of books do you read? Uh, really, bro, I, I love just self-help books, uh, person, personal development. Um, mm -hmm. My favorite book, bro, Three Magic Words. Three Magic Words, okay. I yeah, Three down. Magic Words. Okay. Um, Think and Grow Rich, obviously, is a classic. Yeah, 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 classic, classic. I've read almost every Wayne Dyer book. I love Wayne Dyer. He, you know, he, he passed away, but he's super dope. Um, really, bro, anything that, that gets me thinking on a deeper level. And then when you're reading these books, it's like people think, oh, all of a sudden I'm going through a chapter or two that's not resonating with me. Yeah. And they give up on it. Now, all you need is one or two things from each book. Because not everything resonates with everyone. You start oh, developing facts. this formula where you pick up the best thing in this book, best thing in that book. Yeah. And now you have kind of your own personal protocol. No, big facts. Bro, I was looking at your profile, right, when I Googled your name. I said, let me Google, bro. Yeah. And I see, okay, you have a melanated queen. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So did you ever deal with, like, any type of Dr. Umar backlash, anything like that? Yeah, we've had our fair share of instances for sure. Yeah. Um, How do you handle that? I mean, th the biggest thing, like, I, I think is, like, I always look at situations like, okay, are, are me and my, or my family, are we being threatened? Like, is there an actual physical threat? And if there is, I'll, mm. I'll act totally different. Okay. And if it's just someone who's fucking hating or, you know, someone just yeah. no self-development, they don't know no better. Yeah, yeah. And in, in those situations, of course, I'm going to defend my family always. But if it's not an actual threat, mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. Like, they're just vibrating on such a low frequency. We're not going to bring our energy down to their energy. No, big facts. You know what I mean? Was that an instant thing or did it take time for you to grow that type of Oh, that took time. Yeah. <laughs> that took time. <laughs> if you ask me this question, like, I don't yeah. know, seven, eight, 
nine, ten years ago. Yeah. I'd just be ready on the spot. <laughs> no, facts, bro. Sometimes yeah. you got to just come off the social media because right. people just be dropping all types of ish in the comments. And I'm like, yo, but you did you miss the entire message? I'm like, yeah. I just spent a whole bar right there. Yeah. But then I had to realize people are responding from how they feel within. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I was talking about more so in-person scenarios, buddy. Yeah, you're talking about- Oh, online. really? In yeah. person? Yeah, I thought you were talking about in person. No, yeah. just overall in general. Yeah, I mean, online, bro, it's like- Dog, I don't even, we got th such a uh, thick skin, bro. We've been doing yeah. this so long. When we started, did the comments and shit get to us? Of course. Like, naturally, we're mm -hmm. human. It's going to. You just start to look at it like, I, I don't know. I don't have zero emotion when I read any hateful comments. Zero. Matter of fact, I actually look at it like, uh, yo, they're actually a super big fan. The fact that they're sitting there getting mad and it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you going through some shit for sure, but you're a big fan. Like, to go through that, so I'm just, I just smile and keep it, keep it pushing. Nah, facts. Yeah. Thank you for the hate. Yeah, you feel me? <laughs> so even in the industry that you're in, do you identify, like, who your enemies are? Um, no, we don't have no enemies in our industry. Like, you know, have we ever, like, fallen out with people? Yeah, but, like, super respectfully. Like, sometimes you just grow apart from people. Yeah. And uh, we, we never, like, we, we, never, we don't involve in no beef, never have been. That's just not our style. Okay. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah. So dealing with the relationship side of it, right? Because I was looking at some of the videos. Mm -hmm. Has there ever been a time where you, you felt like shooting was challenging when things were kind of turbulent in the relationship? Oh, 100%, bro. Even to this day. Like, things are good, but even to this day, like, when... That's the thing about it being a family business, right? Yeah. Is that, the, like, the upside... For I'll start with this. The upside strongly outweighs the downside, so I'll never complain about it. But since you're yeah. asking, there's a lot of personalities and a lot of emotions involved when you got you know if the whole family's shooting that's five people yeah what mood is everyone in if one person's mood is off it can throw off the whole vibe you know what i'm saying no facts um and specifically on like the husband and wife vibe yeah absolutely if we're if we're going through it sometimes we'll force it like let's say we're working with a brand and we have a deadline it's like okay business business we got to handle it yeah yeah but generally yeah. speaking if we're going through it we're not recording that day like that's just what it is mm. it's, hard, it's hard to like be fake and, and we don't want to yeah. you know we try to be authentic but at the same time we don't want to put out content where like we're bad energy we're not vibing like that's you know i don't see no point in that so no, facts yeah no i feel you because you know you have some females man they'll mess up the bag but <laughs> you know men too bro men too no that's true yeah that's true yeah you know what i'm saying yeah because you know my bad there is men out here that don't know that don't know how to control their emotions facts. you know what i'm saying yeah that They'll just project shit, you know what I mean? Just like a female would. 100%. So I think it's a negative connotation. Some of these dudes are more feminine than... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just think we get a bad rep sometimes because just going back to childhood, you know, we're always told not to be in our emotions. Right. Man up and shit like that. Right, right. So did you ever feel like you had to, like, battle with that when it comes to, like, being a man? Like, how frequently do you, like, express your emotions on that level? Ah, oh, man. I'm going to be honest. Like, I feel as... I've gotten older and more mature. I'm less and less emotional. Do I still have emotions? Of course. Mm -hmm. But it, I kind of got to this point in my life where it's like, I feel like my goals and my purpose outweigh my emotions. So I've kind of become like, I, mm. I just kind of, I don't know if turn them off is the right word, but I'm just maybe less in touch with them, to be honest. I don't address them as much. I don't maybe care as much because I'm so focused on this goal and this passion. And I know that I'm yeah. here for a bigger reason than myself. No facts. And um, I'd say that kind of just like brings me to this frequency where it's like, I wouldn't say I'm above the emotion, but I'm just not as, uh, it's not something I think about as much, to be honest. 
Okay. So what do you use as like your driving force? Because I tell people like, it's okay to have emotions, but also have logics. Mm-hmm. Right. So me personally, I would use the emotion of like people doubting me. Right. So right. do you have anything that you use as like your why that keeps you going and getting up every day and going at it and going hard, doing the pushups on the cars and everything <laughs> like that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My why from day one has always been like time. I want to be able to control my time. Okay. Like 1,000, not just like, you know, make my own schedule and I still, no, like 100% control my time in multiple ways. Meaning that it, like I can probably explain it in an example better than, you know, specifics. I always wanted to be able to just wake up and if I say, you know what, we're flying to Bahamas today. Yeah. Or wake up and you know what, we're not going to work for the next week. Or wake up today and be like, I don't know, let's, let's go on a road trip. I always wanted to be able to do whatever I want, whenever I want. And, you know, even deeper, the motivation behind that is because I want to create memories. I want to, my main focus is being with my family, is being with my kids, being my wife, yeah. um, being with like my best friends and my family. And really those things together was like, there's no more motivation than that. Everything else I can do on top of that, being like a positive impact in the world, mm-hmm. helping people I care about, that's icing on the cake. Those things matter. But that why was always so strong for me. Okay. I see you mention your wife a lot, which I love. You know what I'm saying? Because you have a lot of brothers online. They be ashamed. You know, yo, don't post her. You know, you get stuff like that. Yeah. Because I tell people all the time, bro, yo, look, if you post her or don't post her, if your shit failing, got nothing to do with the gram. Yeah. So how long did it take you guys to get married? It took us um, a while, bro. Um, Shoot. Off the top of my head, I think it was seven or eight years. Okay. Yeah. So was there hesitancy because you felt like maybe you wasn't where you wanted to be yet or what made you feel like okay i ain't asking yet yeah that was definitely a part of it it's like in my mind i knew it was supposed to be uh, a certain way at least for us that's how Mm -hmm. i felt Mm -hmm. um a lot of it too is like we got together super young we was like fresh Uh, out of high school or you know we were like 19 years old okay we we had our son when we were 20 and these things aren't like reasons you, you shouldn't get married right away nah you know some people would argue the opposite yeah. But I think we were just like really focused on figuring out life and, mm-hmm. and you know, doing getting to a certain level that we wanted to be at before we kind of, you know, made things super official, even though we were already official. Yeah. And that's a part of it too. We kinda we, we knew what it was already. So Yeah. Like man, we ain't need no ring, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Do you think people need that though? What does the ring signify for you? I mean, it's it's general to or it's specific to those people. Like you can't say uh, you know, what we what works for us is going to work for the next couple, right? No, facts. Yeah, it's really like some people I know, they're not going to, they'll break up if they're not married within two, three years, especially if they have kids, right? Yeah. So really it depends on the couple. It depends on the individual. I think it depends, to be honest, as well as the bond. Um, and this isn't for everyone, but my personal opinion is that I think a lot of these marriages where it's like you're married in a year, married in six months, I, th- I feel like those ones, I don't know the stats on this, but I feel like they probably more likely fall apart more often than you wait a little bit, make sure y'all supposed to be together, build something together, make sure y'all, y'all have that solid foundation. And then, yes, bro, I totally agree with you when it comes to that. I feel like there's a lot of pressure around just the word marriage. And you know, you have women out here, man, if he don't know in a week, it's over. And it's like, (laughs) no, you got to go through certain things first. Like, I need to see if, you know, your hair going to be in the sink. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I need to know how you handle certain stuff first. Yeah. Or if you could even handle with pressure right. or deal with pressure. Because I looked at your wife page too, and she seemed like she's handling her business. Not even seen, but she's handling her business. So 
How is your thought process when it comes to your woman making just as much as you? Um, bro, I always thought it's like the more y'all can do together, the better. It's like, yeah. you know, as long as you have a mentality where you're not in competition with each other. Facts. Um, like I do get also the, like the traditional uh, mentality where it's like the man's the provider 100%. Do I feel like I want to provide for my family? Of course. Yeah. But if, you're, if your wife can also bring to the table as well, that's only more for y'all to eat together. That's only more for the kids, for the whole empire. So Big it's like facts. if if you're threatened by your wife making a bag, it's like, nah, that should inspire you to go harder. Yeah, facts. Yeah. Hope y'all brothers taking notes out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you saw um, Tyler Perry was, he had a clip the other day where, you know, I think this is more towards the black community, but he was saying, um, you know, it's okay if she, you know, if he pays the light bill. So would you be okay with that? Like if things wasn't going well and your woman had to hold things down for a little minute? Temporarily. Temp, but I couldn't live with myself. It become like an extended period. Nah, but that's just how I'm wired. I'm not gonna let that happen. Yeah, like nah, there's no way. Temporarily, yeah, she got my back. Like I got hers. You know, shit happens. Life happens. Yeah, but um, it's not gonna be for an extended period of time. Hell no. Nah, facts. I feel that. Yeah. You know, they say there's no testimony without any tests, right? right? So, what would you say is one of your biggest tests since you've been in this career? I would say to um, to to have longevity like basically what i'm trying to say is to to it's one thing to get success right mm -hmm. it's super hard like to you know to hit your first millions or to to become your own boss and fully live off your whatever your hustle is mm -hmm. um that's a that's a super hard task and that's incredible i'd say it's even harder though to keep it going year after year especially you've been doing it for like we've been going on 10 years almost yeah and reinventing yourself over and over and finding ways to keep up with the new energy the young you know the younger people or people who are just coming in and they're so hungry because they literally are coming from nothing. No, nah, facts. How do you keep it going after you know a long period of time? I think that's why a lot of people they get success and then they fall off. Mm -hmm. So I would say the biggest test and something we're you know I'm super proud of is that that's never going to be us. Whenever we see anything slowing down, it's like no, nah, we're doubling down. We're coming back harder. We're we're adapting. We're looking at new ways to make money, new ways to to adapt to you know our current businesses, and that's always been my mentality. No, nah, big facts. Yeah. Innovation is key. Um, so. You've just looking at your page, you can tell you're super successful, right? What would you say, or can you disclose what was your biggest check from YouTube? Uh, yeah, I don't mind saying this because I already said it in uh, someone caught me off guard in like a street interview, so I already said it. Uh, yeah, the biggest check was like two mil in a day. What, yeah, two mil. Yeah, I mean, a it day wasn't from it YouTube, wasn't, it wasn't from YouTube directly, but it was based on what we had built on YouTube. Damn, in a day. Mm -hmm. God, damn. I mean, it took like maybe a week or two to like go through the legalities, but yeah, it was like one day. Wow, yeah. bro, that's yo. I'm gonna have to sign up to your course. Yeah, <laughs> whenever you're ready, bro. Whenever <laughs> you're ready, let's get it. Nah, big facts, bro. Yeah. I ain't even gonna front. I think I was focused so much on a lot of front end things because it wasn't too long ago. I was like, man, no, there's bread on YouTube. I was just stumbling. And I'm looking at like the monetization and things like that. So what was yeah. your feeling like when you first saw, like when you saw that, like what, what went through your mind when you saw, hold on, zero, 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 zero. It did. It wasn't even at that point, bro. It was when we got like our first like thousand dollar check or like $800 check. Okay. I was like, hold on. We like, we can actually fucking make money on this shit. Like we're actually got paid. This is real money. Damn. And back then, like, bro, when we start making our first, like say, I don't know, $2,000 a month. Mm -hmm. like that was rent right there. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah, even facts. rent plus a few hundred. So we were like, yeah. hold on, we can pay our rent off of this. And now everything else we make on the side is bonus. And really like the feeling, I felt like we tapped into like an unlimited ATM. Cause now we have this formula. Mm -hmm. As long as we keep 
doing what we're doing, the money's going to keep coming out. Yeah. Matter of fact, let's double down, triple down on it and put out more content and focus more on growing and better quality and whatever. And um, I just realized, bro, I, I use the word unlimited a lot. That's one of my, you know, my businesses I got coming up, Life Unlimited. But yeah. I realized it was limitless. Like we could, and this circles back to the combo we had at the start of the podcast, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I realized that the, like the only, the only kind of limit is self-imposed. We had this no ceiling business where we can control our, our output. Big so, facts. Yeah. So how much content are you knocking out a day? Now or in general or when yeah, we started? Yeah, like now. Now it's, I'll be honest with you, we still going super hard, but it's a little bit, it, it differs week to week simply because we have a lot of new endeavors. Mm-hmm. So we have we have quite a few businesses. Um, I'm working tirelessly on my app, Life Unlimited. It's going to be coming out later this year. It's a self-help app. Okay. Um, and I, I got partners. It's going to be big. Um, and then I have the coaching business I just mm-hmm. launched. Uh, so, you know, I'm now taking clients one-on-one, working with them already. It's going amazing. Wifey is like super big in real estate. And we yeah, have a few other that. things that, you know, we can't talk about yet. They didn't release yet. So yeah. I say all that to say uh, we have a lot going on, but we're, we're very, we're not naive to the fact that continuing to do what we're doing is what keeps us relevant. It's what's continued to, uh, you know, give us that source of income to, to launch all these other things. Yeah. So we're still going hard. I'd say we're probably doing right now maybe like five to eight videos a week altogether. Okay. On just YouTube. And then it's like yeah. the Instagram content, the TikTok, the Snapchat. So we're, we're always working. Always. Facts. Yeah. Okay. So can you give us like some strategies that you have on how you put your money to work? Like passive. You're talking about. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of ways. I, I'm a, I'm a strong believer that even when it comes to investing, try to align passion with, uh, with, you know, business. So my wife and I, we always, we've always loved real estate. Like ever since we first started, every time we get a bag, we try to, we try to as often as possible invest into real estate um, and okay. I'll be honest, there's been times where it's like, it's, I wouldn't say saved us, but where we're like, thank God we got an asset. Like, no nah, facts. You can liquidate. One big thing was like when we were moving, bro, we moved from, from Toronto to the U S and bro, that, that people don't realize when you're moving, not just yourself, but you're moving a business an established business that's mm-hmm. got a lot of equity. It becomes a, you know, an expensive move. Uh, but then we got assets. Okay. We can liquidate this, keep this, liquidate that. So real estate has been huge for us. Um, are you not, flipping or are you a landlord? Both. Okay, okay. Yeah. Get to the money. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> facts, facts. Yeah, so that's been our thing. But bro, there's countless ways. It's really like if you're gonna if you're gonna invest into crypto or trading or whatever. Yeah. If you're into that, then you're gonna put in the time and you're gonna get good at it. It's really whatever you're into. No, nah, big facts. Yeah. Um, I tell people I like real estate. I'm not gonna lie. You know, um, it's not as easy as everybody try to make it seem like dealing with tenants, you know, cause I got a property here right now and I'm like, God damn tenants hitting you up, bum, 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 bum. So what would you say is the biggest challenges that you faced when you was getting into the real estate industry? You just named it, bro. Tenants. When, 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 you, <laughs> when you get a tenant, oh man, when you get a tenant, that's just like issue after issue after issue, nah, bro. Facts. It just becomes a lot. That's when you start second guessing it. You're like, yeah, is it worth the time? But then it's like, you know, you hold that property over time, it's it's always worth it. As long as you don't sell it when things are down and you, you know, you prevent yourself from taking the loss just based on how you move, right? But uh yeah, bad tenant, that's it for sure. Nah, big facts. Yeah. Okay, so how would you say you separate yourself amongst your competitors? Um, I would say that I think a lot of, you know, uh influencers in general, but I think in every in every line of business is that like people are so 
like in competition with the with their peers. Mm. And we we never had that mentality. It's always, I mean, it sounds cliche, people always say this, but it's really always been us versus us. No, big facts. And because of that, it's like we're never drawn into like the bullshit, the drama. We're never drawn into like trying to do what someone else does, uh, which brings us away from our authenticity and, mm -hmm. and what we do good. Mm -hmm. No, we look at our own stats, our own videos, our own videos that are hitting. What, what What's doing good? What's not? And then we analyze our own stuff. Do we look at the rest of what's popping on YouTube and try to implement things that are going to help us, you know, stay adaptive and, and stay current? Mm -hmm. Of course. But how do we put our own spin on it? How do we stay true to what we do? Um, so I'd say really, yeah, not looking elsewhere, just competing against yourself every day. Try to be the best version of you, man. That's really what it is. No, big facts. Yeah. I agree with that, man, because especially even in the podcast game, it's a lot of competition, which I think it's okay at a certain point, but I do believe in collaboration. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I tell people, yeah, there's good competition. Like, it's the same reason why you might have a low show up on the same block as Home Depot. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you can still come together and we can make something happen. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, like, with you, right, tell me, like, one of the things that you see yourself doing to grow your channel beyond where it's at now. Like, going forward from here? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, bro, I'll tell you an inside scoop is that we, uh, well, not really inside. I can't say too much, actually. But okay, okay. We're, we're, we're looking at, we're always looking at ways of how can we create a more self-sustainable business model. Okay. So thus far, up until recently, up until maybe the last year and a half, mm -hmm. um, we do everything in-house. Minus, you know, editors, um, you know, uh, we've had like uh, videographers, film crew, stuff like that. I see you be shooting too, man. Yeah, bro. I'm, I'm big on that. You got to be able to know your whole business. Facts, In facts. my opinion. Because especially, and that's the point I was getting to, mm -hmm. how can we create a more self-sustainable business model with our with our current endeavors with, with YouTube? Mm -hmm. And and ways of doing that is really like, without getting into the specifics, it's really like bringing on more team members, delegating mm -hmm. tasks. Mm -hmm. right? Who can duplicate what I do? And then, you know, you hold their hand for a bit. Uh, even though I said we don't do that, you know, a little bit, you got to train them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get it to the point where they can duplicate your role. Now, sometimes if you don't even have to be there and the job's still getting done, that's what it's all about to me. No, big facts. Yeah, so that's where we headed, I'd say. Okay, okay. Where yeah. you're actually working on the business and not necessarily in the business. Exactly. Because I see exactly. you have your kids, they have their own social medias and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So that's what you're talking about. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm, taking, I'm talking about taking the existing channels and how can we... And I know how already, but I'm not going to tell you right now. But how okay, can we okay. how can we create a business model where this, the channels still thrive and grow, mm -hmm. and continue to do better and better, but we don't have to put in the work ourselves every day? Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I do believe because I ain't gonna front when I first started my podcast. You know, one of my co-hosts he was into the shooting, mm -hmm. and he was like, "Yo, bro, come and learn, come and learn." I'm like, "Ah, dog, that's you. You do that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like." I ain't going to front. I'm like, the time that it probably would take me to learn how to do all that intricate shit, I'm like, yo, let me just delegate that. You know what I'm saying? So I can 100%. move forward faster. But I do see the importance of learning just enough so you don't get scammed. Yeah, so you don't get scammed. And also, I mean, depends on the individual, but like, yeah. I'm, I'm super big on like quality control. Big So facts. it's like, if I don't know at least enough to know if you're doing your job, not even about being scammed, but are you doing your job properly? Yes, yes. Yeah, I can look at the, the final piece of content or whatever, but no, like in the moment, because, bro, in the moment, if the shoot goes wrong and you didn't know it goes wrong, then mm -hmm. you just put in how much work and you can't even use that. And we've been through that time and time out. Dang. So it's like, it's the, the quality control, it actually in the long run is going to save you a lot of fuck ups. Yeah, big facts, big yeah. facts. What's more important to you? The captions or the thumbnail? 
Um, thumbnail number one, but titles are like very, very close second. Okay. Yeah, thumbnails for sure though. That's like, because people are visual, bro. Yeah, your thumbnails are on point. Yeah, people are visual. So if you're not, and, and again, it's such a saturated market, bro. So mm-hmm. it's like if you don't stand out, forget it. No, big facts. Forget it. So that's the first thing. I mean, it sounds like you know obvious, but that's the first thing I go through with my clients is like, let's forget about your content for a minute. Mm-hmm. Are you doing what it takes for people to click on your shit? Mm. You know what I mean? That's number one. Because if if you can't get that, then it doesn't matter how good your content is. Nah, facts. Damn, are you doing what it takes for people to click on your shit? I like that, bro. Yeah. We about to get you in the studio and drop some bars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, no. Yo, my fans been asking me to drop a song, bro. Yo, I mean, you got me. the look. You know what I'm saying? I know, like, yeah. <laughs> but no, I don't have that musical ear. I love music, but no, it's not for me. Okay, so mm-hmm. what are some stuff are you listening to, though? Are you riding in one of the whips and the toys? Bro, I, I love um, Afrobeats. Um, okay. South African music, I think they're killing it right now. Yeah. Um, obviously I, I love rap, you know, especially when I'm in the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also big into like, uh, not necessarily house, but there's different types of house where it's like a meditative vibe. Okay. I think maybe it's called like deep house or whatever. It's like um, the Andre 3000 joint that he came out with, with no sounds. You wasn't vibing with that. I didn't even hear that, bro. Bro. I'm talking about like Rufus the soul. I don't know if you know who that is. Rufus the soul. It's like a group. It's like some sort of deep house. Nah. Group. Bro. So the, when I listen to that, it's like, I'll go on the treadmill mm-hmm. and I'll play this certain type of music. Yeah. Like I won't really be like vibing in the car. Like, but certain times I'll put it on if I'm meditating or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm doing cardio mm-hmm. and it just helps me get into like a deeper meditative state. Really? Okay. Yeah. So when are you meditating? Like in the morning or before you go to sleep? Uh, morning. But okay. sometimes before sleep too, but you know, I be waking up early, so sometimes when I hit the bed at night, I just knock right out. So I try to get to it in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Bro, I ain't going front. You seem real in tune. I see you got the, you know what I'm saying, King Tut on your hand. You know what I mean? I ain't even going front. You seem yeah. real put together, brother. Appreciate I like it. that. Appreciate I saw you put up a post where you said you feel like progress is progress. Mm-hmm. Explain that. Yeah, like I, I think that people get so caught up. One of the main problems people have, they get so caught up and like they have this big goal, which is good. You got to create, you know, big goals in life. But then they, they, they're so focused on looking at the big picture, it, it, it stops them from looking at the small progress, the small daily wins that they're making. When really, and bro, this I'm so passionate about this because really it's those small daily wins that number one, translates to you getting to that long, long-term long goal. Yeah, yeah. But more importantly, bro, is that if we only celebrate like the big wins when we get there, mm-hmm. in my opinion, we're missing the most beautiful thing about the journey itself, which is the day-to-day. It's like, you're going to go your whole life yeah, not being happy because you're not at your goal yet. When you finally reach your goal, you're going to have a new goal anyways. Yeah, yeah. So you got to fall in love with the day-to-day and celebrate your daily progress. And that, to me, is the beautiful part in the journey. That's that's happiness to me. Nah, I like that, bro. Yeah. That's big facts. Because, you know, people focus on the destination, like you said. You know what I'm saying? And not realizing it's a marathon with this. Thank you. That's my favorite quote right there, bro. So you think everybody was cut out to be an entrepreneur? Hell no. Okay. I think everyone got something special. Everyone got a passion that they should pursue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, there's so many people that it's just not for them. They would rather have the security or not. Nine to fives aren't even really secure anymore. So not the security. But what a lot of people want is they yeah. want to be able to check out mentally when that shift is done. Mm. They don't want to have, because bro, entrepreneurs, we work 24 seven. We There's no turnoff button. Yeah. Or if you do, you're not really making it as an entrepreneur. And, and unless you get to that point, you hit your whatever, it's crazy pinnacle of success. Maybe you can chill. But uh, for the most part, entrepreneurs, we don't stop working. So mm-hmm. to that regard, I understand why some people don't want that. They yeah. want to, at the end of the day, come 5 o'clock, 6 p.m., 
They want to check out, watch sports, and to Netflix. them, that's their comfort. That's their peace. Okay, cool. That's for you. Yeah. That's not for me, though. No, man, that ain't for me, though. You know, it's nah, like- big facts. You feel me? It's like- Yeah. We sacrifice, as entrepreneurs, we sacrifice so much. Yeah. But then we live a different type of life. When it finally works out, you live a different type of life. Yeah. Why? Because we sacrifice. We did what you weren't willing to do. Nah, big facts. Yeah. Bro, I saw you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you was in Dubai, you know what I mean? Live and fly. I'm always in Dubai. That's my second home. Bro, I saw you pull up your shirt, the abs. How you get it like that? <laughs> like, so you ain't eating no wing stop, no nothing. Hell no. So you vegan? Nah, that, definitely not. No, I love, I love uh, you know, my protein, chicken, beef, all that um ground turkey. But no, really, like I, I just tapped in where it's like I fell in love with the mental side of it. Mm. Like I was always working out. Not always. I took a break after high school, but my whole life I've been into sports. I've been working out most of my life. Okay. And when I finally got really back into it the last three, four years, mm -hmm. I feel like I had reached a new level already mentally. And then when I started realizing, when I pushed myself like past normal boundaries in mm -hmm. the gym, mm -hmm. like I'm talking about like really push myself to the point of like exhaustion. Yeah. I just come out of that and like, I feel like I won. I won the day already, and so really the body transformation came as a result of falling in love and becoming obsessed with like the mental side of how it makes me feel. Okay, I and get then the saying. physical just kind of followed because I, you know, I started working out seven days a week. Seven not, days a week, right? Every day, if if I'm have to take a day off based on my schedule that day, I'm doing 500 push-ups. Damn! If I ha if I can't hit the weights that day, that day, which is rare. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm just focused, bro. Like I, I watch what I eat. I'm super, super strict on my diet. Yeah, yeah. And uh, bro, I, I just go hard every day. I love it. Nah, bro. I, I feel you. I'm trying to get back in the gym right now. You know what I'm saying? Get these handles down. Yeah, let's get a workout in. Yo, bro, I'm with it, man. I think sure. I get these legs up too. 5 a.m. though. Okay, I'm with it. <laughs> he said 5 a.m. though. No, yes, sir. I like that. And, and that's the importance of having accountability partners you know what i'm saying like who you around you know what i mean right let you know how shit gonna go down yep. so i saw something else on your page too tell us more about the life unlimited or can you yeah i, I can tell you a bit for sure okay uh, so life unlimited I, like i'm passionate about what everything i do i never do anything business-wise if i'm not passionate about it I, okay i just i've tried it before and it just doesn't ever work out for me mm -hmm. so all my businesses i'm passionate about but that being said life unlimited is like that's my baby that mm. i'm i'm so excited for life unlimited Basically, it's a self-help app. And it what it really is in a nutshell is it's, I told you about my personal development journey. Yeah. And over this process, it's been about maybe maybe 11, close to 12 years, I've been really big on personal development. Mm -hmm. Over these years, I told you I will source different things from different teachings. Mm. And and whatever really resonates with me, it becomes part of, uh, part of my daily habits, my daily protocol. Yeah. All of these things that have worked so well for me, I turn them into features on my app. And these features are simple in a sense, but very practical. And you can get tremendous results from each of these features if you use them on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. um, on top of that, it, it's uh, it's tailored to the individual. Okay. So when the, the individual signs up for the app, it's going to tailor how they use these features based on what they either need or are looking for in life. Okay. Yeah. No, nah, that's dope, bro. So how sure. people could get in contact with you and get your coaching program and get everything going? Everything's on my Instagram. So Trey Rush, T-R-A-Y-R-U-S-H. Got linked to my coaching website on there. Uh, mm -hmm. You'll see Life Unlimited, uh, the page linked on there. So really everything's on there. Okay. Yeah. Bro, this has been dope, man. You dropped so much jewels, you know what I mean? And I ain't going front, bro. I'm going to hit that gym. I'm going to get up five. Well, no. You said 5 a.m. So got to so be up at four. 
Get the gym damn. at five. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what time are you going to sleep? I usually knock out by like 11, 11.30, sometimes 12. So 11.30 and you getting up at four? Yes, sir. Okay, well, hey, I ain't even going to knock it, man. You know what I'm saying? You got to do what the millionaires do. For sure, bro. Yeah. Yo, Let's get it. Let's get it. Whenever you ready. It. No, man, I'm ready. Y'all already know what it is, man. It's Mr. Williams with the I Talk Great Podcast, and we out of here. Yeah.